Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, despite the fact that I said the Celtics are the best team earlier, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets, and here's why. I think their best basketball is coming, and I think by the time we get to the playoffs, they're going to remind people of how difficult it's going to be to beat this team. Uh, their core continuity and the fact that they went through it together, they've been through every pressure situation imaginable, and there's just no matchup for that player. So I'm, I'm still going to put Denver until they, they prove me wrong. I think they're number one. Number two is Boston, the team I just said. Everything's in place. This is the best team Jason Tatum has had in the era that he has been with the Boston Celtics. Everything should be in place. This is the most complete starting lineup in basketball. Uh, I don't necessarily think they're the deepest team, but they're so versatile with their starting five that in a lot of ways, that gives you a second unit because of the different positions that those guys can play. So I put Boston two, right? Tim Legler on Get Up This Morning discussing his power rankings for the NBA. It's just a way to get into the Celtics. You know how we feel about them. I have Celtics greater than Denver. Celtics are running away from the NBA. They're running away from the league. They should win the championship this year. If they don't, my feeling is that old issues would rear their ugly heads. They don't play well in crunch time. Tatum and Brown aren't a seamless fit. Their decision-making gets sped up or out of whack again at the end of games. And Tatum, for some of his great games, you know, the, the Philly game, uh, last year, Game 7, uh, his Game 6 against Milwaukee a few years ago. Like, as great as he's been in some of those games, he's also disappeared in a lot of big games, including the finals a few years ago against Golden State. So you know our feelings on the Celtics. You can jump in, though. 617-779-7937. I was intrigued by something Arcan wrote this morning in the Slack channel. Not on a blog. Not on a blog. That's just Mego. You can check out her blog on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. Take it with you wherever you go. The world's uh, not ready for my blog, man. It's free. It's easy. Uh, you can also listen to any of our interviews there, like Scal, who joins us uh, 25 minutes from now uh, here on a Thursday. He's normally on Wednesdays. We normally talk to Curran on Thursdays. He's not here today, if any of that makes sense. You can follow it, though, on the Odyssey app, along with Mego's blog. But, Arkan, what you wrote today in Slack is intriguing. Not just that the Celtics can save the city by winning a championship and, you know, bringing actual high-level competition and winning back to this city, mm-hmm. which I feel like has been talked about. It sounds like an episode of Paw Patrol. Like, that would that would be a nice thing. Save the city like your Chase, yes. like your uh, Marshall. I agree with I agree with Mego on this. Uh, you know, you're, a, you're Sky for the, la- idea. the ladies out there. as Paw Patrol yes. uh, cast members. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. That's for July. Talk about clicks. <laughs> so, look, I, I, not only can they save the city in that way, because I know we sound very spoiled here, so Mego earmuffs, 
But, like, we haven't won in a while here in Boston. We haven't won in a while. And teams haven't competed at a high level for, you know, half a decade now. And so it's time. So not only can the Celtics break through in that way, you think they can be a shining beacon, Arkan, for the John Henrys and Robert Kraft of the world. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think that they can shame those guys into changing their ways. I think it's it's a, a possible thing that can tangibly happen. And you just look at the way that Wick's been dumping money into this team. They're fifth in payroll now. They're going to be first next year, uh, or they're on pace to. We'll see what actually happens and what other teams do. But, you know, they with the, with the Brown extension finally kicking in and sort of everything else, the uh, Porzingis extension and all these other ones, they extended Holiday. Like, they gave out a lot of money, and they've invested a lot into this roster. And they're saying to hell with the taxes and everything else. We're going for it. And I think that if they win, they could reestablish Boston as a basketball town. It was, you know, 40 years ago it was. That's the way, you know, and in the 60s it definitely was. And so I think that that's something that, well, maybe not so much in the 60s, but I definitely mean, look, in the 80s it look, was. They were winning. I don't think this was ever a basketball town, but I'll leave that to the side. Keep I going. also think it's a football town right now, and the Patriots are really sort of uh, on the on the brink of getting muscled out of that. I don't think the Red Sox really care as much, but I do think the Crafts do. I think the Crafts care about those sort of things. They care about those optics. They care about being the number one team in town and, uh, you know, sort of the main draw sports-wise here. And if the Patriots – not the Patriots – the Celtics are able to, to win and do it by really splurging on the roster – I could see, you know, I could see that signaling so, a change for some of the other ones. I'm not sure if the Red Sox care enough. I don't know if John Henry cares enough, but I know that Kraft does, and I think that if you get a couple of teams sort of doing this, the Red Sox will stick out even more. Right now, you're right. I mean, no one's really competing at that high of a level. The so, Celtics have made it to a championship, and no one's won one. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about winning, or are we talking about spending? I think we're talking about spending. You know, I think that's but really they gotta, what it's about. But they got to win to shame them. They have spending. to win in order to make it uh, something that they all want to emulate. How do you feel about that take? I don't think this is a comparable situation at all. Like, the Celtics, how did they get their two best players on the team? The draft. Yeah. Yeah, but then they had to retain them and pay them, which the Red Sox don't which do, which the Patriots, the Patriots don't do. Yeah. yeah, it's more of a Red Sox thing. The Patriots can't draft players that they want to retain. Well, like, I know, but they the good... might do it with Kyle Duggar, and you'll probably be angry about that because I... you think he's not good enough. But they've let plenty of good players go in free agency, you know? So, like... I uh... mean, would you hold Jacoby Myers up to the level of Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? No, not that level. But uh, like about they... Tom Brady? Yeah, they've let... Exactly, thank you. They've let okay. good players go and not retain their own players. I think it's a little different after 20 years and several but, championships. But, uh, so you, you reject it's the, the whole... philosophy. I'm yeah, you reject about. the whole philosophy just because I of do. that? I do, because I wouldn't hold the Celtics up as the beacon of spending. The Celtics have been over the CBA eight times since 2002. Like, they don't spend as much as a lot of other teams historically. They are are right now because they're in contention. Uh, They're in the most obvious contention of any of the teams. You can point to the Bruins last year and say that was a team that looked squarely in contention. By the time they were at the trade deadline, they went all in. They spend so much that now they're in this mode where they're like, uh, we got to find something on the margins in, able, in order to make a move at the deadline. I just don't think it's comparable because the Celtics had these picks. They worked out with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yes, they are going to pay them. But let's not pretend like this is going to be a cultural thing for the Celtics. They did this with the big three. They had a window in which they went over the CBA for yeah, several but, years in a row. Do you know why they did that? And then when it looked like the window closed because they were in contention no. every year. No. They weren't in contention when they brought those players in. They weren't in contention. They decided the big to, three? They, Mego, they decided to put the big three together. There was mm-hmm. no. They won a championship year one. They decided to go See, do if it. if that's what the team was doing right now, if they went and brought, and brought you're in missing is a big Arcan's three, point. what? What you're missing is Arkan's point. Every team in the city had to live up to what the other teams were doing. 
the Celtics went and got Garnett and went and got Ray Allen because the Patriots and the Red Sox were kicking their ass. They told you that? And the Celtics said, we got to keep up. We got to win. We have to compete in this city. Yes. They were going to fall behind. They were Do falling behind. we have behind. sound of that? Uh, Arkan, am I right or am I wrong? Uh, that's how it seemed. I mean, yes. that's certainly what it looked like. I mean, it looked like there was competition. I just don't By the way, I think there is sound of that. I think owners in the city have talked about how rising tide uh, raises all boats, yeah. and we had to keep up. Owners have talked about that. Okay. Well, I don't see that as the situation right now. Like, I just don't think it's a similar thing. I would love for— It's in reverse. I would They'd love have to keep for up with Boston, the Celtics. I would love for Boston to turn into a basketball town. The NBA does not is not equivalent to the NFL on any level. Trust me, it's my favorite league, but it's not. So leave the, it won't be a basketball town. I, I disagree with Arkan. In the 80s, it was not a basketball town. It was a Red Sox town. The Red Sox weren't good, but it was a Red Sox town. Now it's a football town. It's not going to be a basketball town. That won't happen. But other teams in the city can take their cues from the Celtics and try to keep up from the Celtics. I've seen it before, I, and I believe that can happen if again. If the Celtics become a dynasty... You know, like people expect them to be. If they win three and four years or whatever, I mean, that's that's going to be okay. Everybody's looking back at Boston now. What's wrong with the other teams? Yeah, so, and look, maybe this is a good thing to ask Scal about. Uh, you know, the the trying to compete with the Patriots and trying to compete with the Red Sox. And if he disagrees with me, I'll just cut him off. But, you know, <laughs> when it comes to uh, the Celtics and, like, trying to keep up, I do feel some of that, to poke a hole in your theory, was the coverage and John Henry now controls his Breaking own coverage. Breaking curses and the Patriots winning for the first time ever well, and that sort of thing. No, that it was, was like, part of it. But it was like, we got to keep up with the Patriots on the Globe sports page. And like, who owns the Globe now? Right. And so, uh, what, are the Celtics going to bump the Red Sox off of John Henry's sports page? Not if he doesn't want it. Like, you know no, what I mean? but if they want views and the fans only care about the Celtics because they're the only good I'm team, just saying then that, that's going to happen. That yeah. motivation is reduced. But I do think that was a real thing. In the, you know, early to mid-2000s, I think that was a real thing. Fighting for, you know, the the conscious of the, the Boston sports fan and, you know, airtime on talk radio and in print media and on television. I do think that was a real thing. And owners and franchises were worried about getting left behind. And maybe John Henry doesn't have to worry about that so much because of the the media he owns, Nesson, which he's owned, and the Globe now. Maybe he doesn't have to worry about it. Maybe he doesn't care, to Arkan's point. But if the Celtics win, we should champion their spending. I've been very dubious they're going to spend. I'm still dubious they're going to keep it all together. This could be a one-year shot, and if they lose to some crap-ass team in the Eastern Conference Final like they did last year... They might trade Brown because they might say it's not working and we're not paying him $300 million to keep losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I don't want to give them too much credit for spending in a big way yet. But if they win, I imagine they're keeping it together, and that should be a shining beacon for Robert Kraft and John Henry, who aren't spending. At least not yet. I hope Kraft does it in free agency, but not yet. Yeah. I, I think Wick has said as much that he he's talked about this championship window. Do I buy that? I don't know. Like, it's going to be a really steep bill once they start paying both Brown and Tatum. That's when you'll see if they actually stick to their guns and set some kind of example if for the If they win, the they city. won't have a choice. Yeah, that's if, true. If they lose, they might break it up. If they win, they won't have a choice. I, don't I just, I don't see the Patriots. I'm not trying to excuse what the Patriots and Red Sox have been doing because it's inexcusable. Go out and spend some money if you own the teams, like do the cash spending. But I, what the Celtics are in, like, let's not pretend like Wick goes out and that ownership group, you know, pags that they spend money all the time. They spend money when they appear to be in championship windows. Okay. And fine. last time they did that, that was through bringing in guys and having it paid that way. This time, Danny Ainge did it a different way and hoarded all these chips and had these first rounders. And some of them, two of them worked and 
a couple of them didn't, Romeo Langford and Grant Williams and other guys. Either way, like, I just look at it and I don't, I, I don't see it as the same situation. All right. Mega but hates Arkan's theory. Hopefully it's a, it is a good influence, Arkan, and I would like if it was a basketball town. Mego's crapping all over your theory, Arkan. She doesn't like it. Uh, 617-779-7937. What do you think? Can the Celtics be a shining beacon for the city? Can they save the city Paw Patrol style? Can they, can they save it? Rescue the city, which desperately needs saving. Thank you. And this is a good blog idea, Arkan. You're right. This is a good blog. Clicks for days. I know. On this blog, I'm saving Mego's blog, and she's crapping on my whole take. It's true. It's not very fair. Is I it? give and I give and I give, and what do I get? Six one seven. Which seven, one's seven, the nine. husky? Uh, that is uh, the one who screws Everest. everything up and craps on the floor. Everest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the pee's on the floor. Come on. Well, it's not that ridiculous. That's what we witnessed. Uh, we have the Brian. Dogs are all saving the day, and the Huskies <laughs> taking a dump. <laughs> that one. Brian Scalabrini standing by at 4:30. We'll talk to him about the Celtics right after trending with Arkin. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I wanted to talk about the two goalies. I don't think it matters who comes first. Trust me, it matters. Jones and Mego. It matters. There's two things working against Tatum. One is, is that even though the MVP is supposed to be about this season, we know that it's not. It's often about the narrative. And he had a poor showing in the 2022 finals. He was dealing with a, with a wrist injury at the time, but the fact is they were ahead in the series. He had several bad games in a row, and they lost. Last year in the, in the Boston, uh, in, the, in the Heat series, he didn't perform great. Um, in Game 7, he had a miserable Game 7 when they needed him to deliver. He had an unbelievable Game 7 against the 76ers last year, 51 points in that one, jaw-dropping performance. But he has a couple of sort of red marks on his resume that people want to see. The other thing I'm going to say, and then I'll hand it over to you, Legs, is that it's very difficult for his case to improve. The Celtics have been in first place since November. What's he going to do between now and the end of the season? Get them in more first place? possible more first place i don't disagree with that part from winhorst and i've really done it about face on brian winhorst like early in his career i'm like he's just the uh a lamprey you know he's just in a symbiotic relationship with uh lebron james just swimming in his wake picking up whatever he can he was like that little bird that rides on the rhino's Yeah, exactly back. i think a lamprey is one of those i don't know what that bird's that called but yeah no, no no a lamprey is in the ocean like, you know, it hooks oh. onto like a shark, I, I think. Am I using that one right? Maybe I got my... I've uh, never heard of the animal. I turned to nature documentary expert Christian Arkin That's for all true. things lamprey related. Is That, that uh, sounds right. Am I using that properly? Be- better uh, question. Could Arkin beat a lamprey in a fight? Def- the answer is def- definitely, definitely not. Underwater? 
Well, underwater, I mean, no way. Come on, know, it's tough underwater. Uh, but I disagree with his. Yeah, lampreys, the jawless fish. Yeah, but are they? Is it like a symbiotic? Are they like swimming along on another fish, or do yeah, I have they that like wrong? latch on to other? Yeah, fish, yeah, thank you. I don't know what the bird's called on the rhino, but that's another good one. It's called a little bird. <laughs> Woodstock or sour meat. Uh, exactly. But like, I agree that the NBA MVP is about narrative. He's completely right about that. I don't think they're going to hold the finals against Tatum in this. Like Tatum might not win the MVP, but who's the last guy? who won a championship first and then got the MVP. Like, it's been a while. Embiid hasn't won yet. Jokic won two before he won. Giannis won two before he won. Harden's never won. Westbrook never won. Curry won. It was the same year, right? It was Durant then. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, I got it reversed. No, Durant was still in Oklahoma City when he won his. So, like, Curry got the MVP before he won a championship, I think. It was all the same season, so that's at least close. LeBron didn't win until he got to Miami. Um, a championship meaning he already had an MVP, I think. Yeah, he did. He had an MVP from his Cleveland days. It might be Kobe. It is Kobe. Okay. Kobe won his first championship in 2001. So what's he talking about? Didn't get his first MVP until the 2007. Durant went to an NBA Finals in Oklahoma City. Did people hold that against him? No, he won an MVP. And so I don't, I just, I don't buy that part of it. Like, Tatum's numbers aren't as good as some of the other guys, and his case right now is that he's on the best team. He's the best player on the best team. What I think Windhorse misses is that when we get to the end of the year, that's just going to carry more weight. They're not going to be more in first place, although they could. More first place? They could expand their distance. But, like, I just think it's going to carry more weight later on in the season because if you're six games clear of everybody at the end of the year versus just randomly checking the standings in February, I think that will matter more. But, like, all those things are valid. The idea they're going to hold the NBA Finals against them, I, I don't think they're going to do that. Because who's the last guy who had won before he got an MVP? We just said it was Kobe. It makes me wonder if Winhorse is, like, trying to get deeper into Tatum's camp. Because that's the kind of thing that you hear Tatum say recently. Where Tatum's like, yeah, some of these guys, some of these guys never even been in the Finals. But I guess my Finals performance from two seasons ago yeah. is still held against okay, me. Okay, but, like... That just feels like a direct shot at Embiid, and it's like, I don't think that's why people don't... I think don't... it's a shot at SGA, too. Maybe. I just don't think that's why people didn't vote you for the MVP. I don't think that's why he didn't win an MVP. Before. No, I don't think so, either. He hasn't been the best... Has he... Has he been the best player on a team that's had the best record? Last year, they didn't have the best record. No. Right? Um, they weren't the one seed last year, were they? Milwaukee No, no they weren't. Yeah. Right. So, like, he couldn't use that... Ar- this is the f- I think this might be the first time he could use that argument. They've been the one seed before, but was he always the best player? Like, the year Kyrie was hurt. Were they the one seed a couple of years ago? Am I missing this? Like, has he been able to use that argument before where he's had numbers like this? I don't think he's ever had this combination before where he's been considered an all-NBA player and they've had the best record and been the one seed. Maybe I'm missing it. Uh, But I know it wasn't last year. So I just don't think you haven't won the MVP because you sucked in the finals a couple of years ago. You did suck in the finals, and people say that about you. I don't think that's why you didn't win the MVP, personally. I agree with that. Like, I, I don't know why it's a narrative that he's trying to establish. Maybe it's just a chip on his shoulder from that performance in the finals that he carries with him. He certainly didn't get over it last year because they didn't get back to the finals. So it might just be as simple as that. But, like, I agree. I don't think that the voters or anybody with sway is looking at it going, well, you know, he really didn't show up in the finals two years ago. It's a, it is, a, like, he has continued to get better since then. It's not like he's the same guy as that. I'm being told the fish is a remora, by the way. Not a remora? A, not a lamprey. Oh. Is remora? It a, is it a remora? Sounds like one of my Italian aunts. Aunt Remora 
Air Remora is calling the house. Is it a Remora? Did I get it wrong? I thought it was a Lamprey. Uh, perhaps I have that incorrect. Uh, Mego thinks Arkan's theory about the Celtics is incorrect. They're not a shining beacon for the city. You're dumb, Arkan. Uh, Eric, is it feeding hills? Hello, Eric. That's right, guys. Feeding what are you hills. feeding? Everything. Everything, Mego. Remoras? Big Italian family over here. We feed everyone that comes to the house. Nice. It's a big Italian area. You know that, Mego? Feeding hills. A lot of Italians out here. Oh, nice. Cool. Try to check it out. What state is that? Is that even Massachusetts? What is feeding hills? It's out by uh, Springfield. Oh, it is? Oh, excuse me. Okay, sorry. This guy's called before. Okay, I, have I said that? Have we had this conversation before? Maybe we have. <laughs> I, I've de- we've definitely taken a call from Feeding Hills before. Eric, go ahead. Yeah, you, it was me. You guys gave me a hard time last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've already done this. Okay, fair. So, uh, yeah, I think Arkan's spot on with this. You know, yep, I, I, you know I'm fit- I grew up here my whole life. I've been through the dark ages uh, between Hills. the championship routes. And, you know, when the Patriots broke the ice in 2001, you know, that's kind of what gave the impetus, I think, sort of the – you know, the, the way uh, forward for the Red Sox to win their championships. And once that happened, the Celtics and the Bruins were hard-pressed to follow suit, which they did. Uh, I definitely know that the owners talked about how each organization fed off the other one. And um, I was 13 in 1986. Uh, it definitely felt like a basketball I'm – not, I'm not in Boston, but it felt like a basketball state to me, you know, yeah, so you think you think the '80s it was a basketball town? Yeah, I just think they were the best. Like, I'm sure in 2011 it felt like a hockey town for a short period of time, but it wasn't. It's just the team won. No, 2011 it wasn't a hockey town. No, I know. This is what I'm telling you. Right, but 2011 you also had, uh, you know, the Patriots dynasty was still a very uh, recent memory and, and sort of all of that. In the 70s, the Bruins know, and the Celtics Arkin, both won multiple championships, and then that carried over into the 80s. But in the 80s, basketball. you had the Red Sox in a World Series, and you had the Patriots right. in a Super Bowl. So it's not like nothing was happening in the city. The Celtics I didn't say were the nothing team. was happening, but it was a Celtics town. I think I don't. I don't. I think it was a Red Sox town from like 1960 something until the early 2000s, mid 2000s. That's what I think. I mean, look, people cared about the Celtics a lot then, but, I mean, no one cared about the Celtics in the 60s. No one cared about them. They cared people. more about the Bruins than the Celtics. Yeah, no, I, I mean, so, like, that that's one that I think got close. Maybe when Bobby Orr, you know, maybe then that kind of won it over. Maybe it was a hockey town very shortly, but by and large, it's been a Red Sox town until the Patriots took it over. I can't say I wasn't here, but is it possible that Feeding Hills was the basketball city? In is the it 80s, poss- is it possible that just the greater, Springfield the greater, where basketball was yeah, invented? The greater exactly. Springfield area very was close. just very in on the 80s Celtics, it's and very it just close felt by. like that. And also, just to defend my uh, point to Mego a little bit more here, is that I'm not expecting the Red Sox and the Patriots to suddenly win championships right away, but the, the shift in thinking is what I think could could do it. I mean, we, we talk about Theo Epstein trying to influence John Henry, right? Yeah. And how he's going to come in there and he's going to try and get through to yep. him. Which I think you something dismiss. like I, d- I do dismiss that. I think something like this would get through to John Henry more so than uh, hiring Theo Epstein to come tell you to spend more. Yeah, I, I don't think, think John Henry cares, though. He might not. I think with the Crafts, though, there will be... The Crafts seem to care. They have more of a we'll see what happens. interest in, in how it's all well, what I was in the ask. PR. Here's the difference to me, because I know they, where you're going. The difference to me is that I don't think John Henry cares. At least right now. Like, recently, he has not appeared to care. The Crafts, I think, thought that they could continue doing business as usual, which was having Bill control things and not spend money. They were wrong. And now they're seeing how wrong they are. They chose Bill. And so maybe I cut the Crafts a little more slack because I think that they'll try something new. They'll try another way. The Red Sox have already tried another way, and they won that way. 
and then they're trying this way, and they appear to not care. Uh, the Twitch chat is saying it's not a one-team town. I, th- that's how that's how being an X city works. You, it has to be, you know, you only get one team. You can't be like it's a Bruins and Patriots and Celtics and uh, uh, Celtics town or Patriots town, Red Sox town, whoever the four teams are. Can you like, say it's a sports town? It's a revolution sure, town. You can, but like when we're trying to say who's the dominant team in the city, I, you can only pick one. So yes, it is a one-team city. Yes, it is. Um, I thought you were going to say to Arcan, well, what happens if? the crafts just go out and spend in free agency before the Celtics have won anything. Then they're not waiting on the Celtics and using well, that. Well, they're going to do that anyway. Well, they might. We don't know. They're definitely if spending. If they don't do that, we don't oh know that they are. God. We all assume the Red Sox were going to spend in free agency. We, we don't did. know that the crafts right. are going and to. And also, in my thing here, the Celtics winning is going to be what changes their mind. So they'll do it next year. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of what I'm getting. It won't at. just be a one off. Right. It won't just be one thing they do once. Like, the Celtics win the championship. The other team right. sort of say, okay, we want to get back to where they are. Let's start copying them. Well, because to your point, if the Patriots go out and spend like crazy in free agency, we'll all applaud them. But are we sure they're changing the way they're doing business, or were they just? Well, yeah, I mean, they did it three years ago. So this is my point. Yeah. Or are they just? Is it just a one-year splash like it was in 2021? That'll be a fair question. I don't think we'll know the answer, but that'll be a fair question. Uh, we got a lot of questions for Brian Scalabrini, NBC Sports Boston. He joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. What's going on, Scal? I'm doing well. I'm all rested up, ready to hit this second half of the season. Okay, so how how was vacation? Where does where does uh, Brian Scalabrini go on a vacation? Mex- Mexico. Oh, yeah, nice. I'm a big Mexico guy. Yeah, just uh, you know, I got to take a stop in Dallas, but I get there. It's it's like a, it's a town called Mazatlan. It's kind of like a low key spot, but um, just hang out with my 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 kids, and we bring in some family members. So it's just like. Uh, Good, like it's good. Does, does you get recognized down there like you do uh, in the no. streets of Philadelphia and New York. No, 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 no. I and I was just thinking that because I was in Spain uh, this summer. I just me and my wife went, and I got recognized quite a bit. Actually, a lot of Celtic fans in Spain, but not a single person recognized who I was. It was great. Oh, Have man. you ever thought about like wearing a Scalabrini jersey around so people <laughs> like, yeah, can like put it together? <laughs> Sometimes no. Arkan goes seen, into the North yeah. End and he wears like a WEEI hat to make True. sure everyone yeah, looks yeah, at him. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not a joke. He um, does that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, no, I, it's funny. They have this uh, guy who's supposed to look like Clay Thompson driving around in a convertible, and he wears like the Clay Thompson uniform. Like, if you were smart, if you really believed that that was Clay Thompson, that he would actually drive around in a convertible in his uniform, right? Wouldn't that even if you thought it was him? Wouldn't that make you say, nah, man, that's not him. No way he would do something like that. Scal, there is a Jalen Brown impersonator. I was going to say the same guy? thing. Yeah, have you seen him at the Garden? Uh, no. He, and sh- he, he shows up in a Jalen jersey. In a Jalen jersey. He's got his hair done like Jalen. He's got the shoes and the leg sleeve and everything. And he walks around taking oh. pictures with people during the game in the concourse. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how have I missed this guy? You know what? I gotta go get. I gotta get a picture with the. Does he charge people? Like Ooh, good you know, question. like I uh, hope not. He should. <laughs> are you doing? You doing the all inclusive scale? People are very. People are very no. divided on the all inclusive versus not. You're not an all inclusive guy. No, but I won't go to a hotel room any longer. I only rent condos, like you know, nice. things like that. Ball. Things with bedrooms. Nice. No, it's not like that. Trust me, it ain't. It ain't like that. But I, I want a kitchen. I want a kitchen to make my own coffee in the morning and uh, my own breakfast in the morning. I do go out one one meal a day. But you guys, if you ever go out and you eat three meals a day out, man, you feel like garbage. Like you get fat, too. Yeah. Oh, 
It's awful. Come back from vacation fat. Oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like the all-inclusive. I'm just, I'm just chowing down. That's why I like it. I uh, wanted to ask you about Jason Tatum. He's been making the rounds on media following All-Star break. And he he's number five right now on the Kia MVP ladder, something we've been talking about a little bit. And now there's this kind of narrative out there. We just heard from Brian Windhorst, a little clip that we played about how people are holding his finals performance two seasons ago now against him in the MVP, um, I guess, considerations. Do you think that that's a real thing that the people who hold these votes are considering still at this point? I think that the vote now is a little overrated because I remember – like a month ago, I'm watching the Clippers. I'm watching Clyde Leonard, and like on on DraftKings or or whatever the whatever the bet was, he was a plus twenty thousand, and I was like, that's wrong. And if you just look at the way the Clippers play and the way that they've been trending, he's I don't know where he's at right now, but I guarantee he's not plus twenty thousand because the Clippers are good. So I think like everything that happens early, it's you know the um, you have this guy's putting up gaudy numbers and Luca has this much, but if they're an eight seed and the Celtics have the best record in the NBA and the Celtics have a 10 game lead in the Eastern conference, when it's all said and done, you remember all, they don't vote throughout the year. It's just one vote at the end. So I have a feeling that Tatum will, will so I kind of surge late as other people kind of fall off. That's just the way it goes. And, you know, in the past has been Jokic and then Embiid surge late and Jokic, I'm done with this, all the, the drama that happened last year. So I could see why, like, Tatum has been so good for so long and in the finals and in the Eastern Conference finals, it's not new. It's not a shiny new toy. So I kind of feel like people have not talked about Tatum as much. But when this, when you start to unfold the numbers and you'll start seeing this in March, I think people will get on board. I think his, his odds will significantly improve to win the MVP. Scal, how much, if any, of a role do you think load management is going to play in the last third of the season here with these Celtics? I think a lot. I think a lot. Yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting the way that they – I wonder if it's – remember, it's, there's two types of load management, right? There's limiting your minutes, and then there's limiting your games. Look for in the, the month of March and April for some of the players like that are going to play big minutes to start spiking some of their minutes, but also looking at them to maybe take some games off. You know, you'll see you'll see a Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, uh, maybe Brown and Tatum – they're going to have to be upwards of 41, 42, 43 minutes. You'll see a few games like that. You'll see a Porzingis 38 minutes, but then you'll see him take off the next night afterwards. So there's different types of load management, than, and I think you'll see more of that, and you'll have guys coming in and, you know, Luke Cornetto get a start and stuff like that. So you, I think you'll see a lot of uh, different combinations as they get, you know, towards the end of the season. Scal, it's Arkan's contention, and I agree with him, that the Celtics can, you know, not only win to, you know, get Banner 18, but that would also serve as a way to apply pressure to other teams in the city to try to keep up. Did did you feel that? Was that a real thing when you were with the Celtics uh, in this city, you know, uh, 2008, for instance, trying to keep up with what the Patriots and Red Sox were doing? Um, Not in a negative way, but... I think more like in a positive way, like, and I think the crowd kind of feeds into that. They like, I feel like when the, when the, when the, when the teams aren't, aren't as good, let's say the Red Sox aren't as good. I kind of feel like it, um, 
and like maybe carries over a little bit. But I feel like when teams are good, there's like a, a there's like a buzz across the city. So I didn't not necessarily like the way you're talking about like free agency, but maybe that does happen. I don't know. I have no idea how the like I don't even know how uh, free agency works in football. But um, I do think that like when owners see go to games and they see that buzz and they get to the playoffs, they're like, wow, this is amazing. We need to get back to that. Let's spend some money. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they uh, like. I don't know if they can just like can open up their checkbooks and write whatever they want in football. But I, I would think if Kraft goes to a game and he feels that like that excitement of of, of the Garden, that he would want to, you know, feel that same thing. That I mean, that that's isn't that what it, what it's all about for those guys? I'd say so, uh, Scout. I'm wondering if you saw. Jason Tatum's conversation that he had with Malika Andrews on ESPN. And one of the things that he talked about was, quote, coexisting with Jalen Brown. And looking at them as a duo, where do you put them among the other duos in the NBA right now? So I think it's really hard to compare, um, like, different position duos. Like, for instance, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, right? Like, they, they check so many boxes. But – you would say wing duos because I, I think when you're a point guard and a center, you don't have to learn how to coexist. I even like Shaq and Kobe, I guess they hated each other, but those guys were nasty together because they, they just check a lot of boxes when you, when you're different positions, but we're in a wing driven league, you know? And so, you know, you have to kind of look at the wing. So I think like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant would be a group, you know, Tatum and Brown would be a group. Uh, Quiet Leonard, and Paul George would be a group. So you got to kind of, uh, you got to look at it that way. And I think as far as like wings, two-way wings, there's no better combination than those two, than, than Brown and Tatum. Both guys are young. They're both athletic. They're both accomplished. They're both, uh, they both defend at a super high level. So I just think, and they're both super durable. So I, I would, I think anybody around the NBA would tell you that those two, they would take those two guys over anybody else. Now, you're asking if it's the NBA Finals and who do you think? I think that's maybe a different question, but who I think every this is this is league wide, league wide. Everyone would pick Brown and Tatum as their best wing uh, duo if uh, out there. Seven game series in the finals, though. For a wing duo, I'll take them. You know, like I don't. It's. Uh, I think I think this group they needed they needed Porzingis they needed Holiday they need White they need like Al Horford I just think to win a championship I think it's tough like you know the only I mean the only wing duos that have done it like that I guess I mean Jordan Pippen obviously they're elite at what they did but it's it's tough to be it's tough to check all the boxes if you don't have support help and you're gonna find that out from Phoenix like Phoenix is a really good team but if they don't get support. Like if Durant and Booker don't get support, like as good as those guys are, we saw how good Durant is in the playoffs. Like, and you you have to have support. So, I think you know Jokic is, is a different animal. He doesn't need as much support as like a, like a duo of two wings. That's just how the NBA kind of unfolds right now. What do you think of All Star Weekend, Scott? I like the weekend. I obviously the game was awful. They probably need to do something about that. <laughs> How about the dunk contest? I mean, I don't, I do you, like, it's like, uh, I, I mean, I get it. You don't want to compete. You don't want to get hurt. I get it. But isn't that kind of making a mockery of something that you've worked so hard to get to? Like, remember I talked to you guys about how all-star games could, or be, making an all-star team could demolish a locker room and yeah, everyone wants sure. to do it. Yeah, they want to do it. <laughs> I don't get how they just mail it in like that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't the, think it's ever fixable. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you are, you were a little worried about Jalen in the dunk contest getting hurt, though, right? So like, I was. so I mean, I guess there's. Yeah. I mean, I I understand it from that standpoint, but <laughs> the dunk contest got more hurt than he. Yeah, did. I just I, I just I, I I it's unwatchable. I mean, I I feel like we're close to going the way of the uh, the Pro Bowl games uh, with the NBA All Star <laughs> game. Do they have a Pro Bowl? They, no, they, they no, tackle flag no, football. No, that's what I'm saying. They've in the last like two years, three years, whatever it's been. They they no longer do the Pro Bowl anymore. They basically do a, a bunch of tug of war and flag football and stuff. Yeah. They've completely changed it. So we're probably going that way. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's Brian I, I think I think there's some things that they may be able to do, like sh- shorten games out, make them uh, games to forty. You know, like multiple games to forty for a charity. I don't know. Like you know, instead of making it this long drawn out thing where if the game is closed at the end, I'm sure they would have kind of played a little bit harder. But king of the court was over. What if they just did king of the court with I, all I'm the all stars? I'm not. A, I'm not against that. I'm not against three on three, king of the court. Knock I'm out. not against like old, like uh, you know like lining everybody up, picking teams and playing, you know, five on five on five on five, and you know like this who who wins a what what best five or pick six guys for twenty four. Like I don't. I'm not. I think it. Whatever it is, I think you're right. Like whatever direction. And it, it rated really well, but I, I think people were like, I'm done with all that. What's uh, what's the most consecutive games you saw Garnett win in King of the Court? He wasn't a big one-on-one guy. Pierce was the guy. But didn't he? What, wasn't, was the, wasn't there like something? I, I thought there that was, was the a, USA team. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, Maybe that yeah. wasn't the Celtics. I'm sorry. Maybe that was Team USA. That's what it yeah. was. Okay. No, he didn't, he didn't play one-on-one. Garnett was uh, – Pierce was the one-on-one king. You know, he was uh, the guy. And then if, he wouldn't play against the bigs. He'd play against the wings. And the wings would be Tony Allen, Sam Cassell. Um, Ray wouldn't play. I would play with the wings. But Pierce is – when you, you you want to have a shirt that says king of the court, it really should be Paul Pierce. That dude is tough to beat one-on-one. I like uh, I like this all-star game idea. All right, he's Brian Scalabrini. He joins us uh, every week here on Jones and Mega with Arcan on WEEI. Scal, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you. All right. Brian Scalabrini, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Ray wouldn't play King of the Court. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised. That sounds like Ray Allen to me. All all talk. Uh, nothing nothing to back it up. Uh, but King of the Court at All-Star Weekend. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Over and over again. This guy's running running through layup lines. That's probably how people actually get you probably actually get hurt playing. Line up yeah. all the all stars, one big knockout game. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, is like anything that would be entertaining would be too much. Too big of a risk. I'm kind of surprised they do flag football, honestly. Isn't right. that how Robert Edwards got hurt all those years ago? That was on the beach. Oh, is that They're what it was? Yeah. Beach, yeah. But I was going to say, I'm like, I'm still surprised they even do that. Like, I'm surprised the, the players go hard in that. Uh, anyway, that's Brian Scalabrini. If you missed any of it, Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. Free, easy. Use the rewind feature. You can check out the interview there. And we have triple play next. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. Top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. I don't live in a hotel, and the 99 is cooking up new hearty flavors for the season. Try the new Bray short ribs with a robust wine sauce, caramelized onions, and mushrooms. You gotta love the nines. Jones and Mego, it's Thursday. That makes it a report card Thursday, so let's bust out our red pens and start giving out some grades. Number one. Mego, we'll start with you. I want you to give a grade to the TNT NHL broadcast. We've seen a few of these Bruins games on TNT. Grade the broadcast. 
I will say that this is the preferred broadcast in my household. When it's on TNT, that's a big game changer. So for that reason alone, I think I have to give it a B. I'm not trying to fire shots at any local affiliates, but this is the preferred broadcast team in my house. Yeah, I mean, look, I, we've all read the Jack Edwards stuff that came out today. And if you've been following on Nesson or Nesson 360, if you uh, choose to pony up for it, uh, you've noticed a change in Jack. So it was good to get an answer. Um from him in the globe here today but yeah i don't i don't really love the tnt broadcast why i don't know it does it feels like edio yeah it just doesn't feel like a big game broadcast like it's the best way i can put it it feels like they're feeling their way through it and the old nbc used to feel a little bit big game i knew you'd miss me i don't i don't miss doc (laughs) emmerich but like (laughs) there's something about tnt that just feels mickey mouse rinky dink and it does and ESPN, I know, is another cable outlet. It feels like there's more authority behind it, at least with the NBA, which is also on TNT. There's a long track record there. I know the voices. I'm familiar with everybody. I don't know. I'll give the TNT broadcast like a D. So I would say I think that the studio stuff with, with TNT still feels pretty gimmicky. Yeah. Still feels like they're trying to like. I prefer the ESPN stuff to TNT, to be honest. Yes. And and so I don't know if that's the other national option. This one's not very good. And trust me, I don't think the ESPN product is very good. I still think they're searching for a lead play-by-play voice that people are really going to identify with. But I don't know. D, it's not failing, but it's close. All right. Let's get to our second grade. Number two. Jones, we'll start with you. Give a grade to the new 12-team college football playoff, which was just approved the other day by the college football board. Yeah, so A+. And this is has nothing to do with the 5-plus-7 model or anything else. I don't really care. Going from 4 to 12 is great for the sport. That's great. The best thing about college basketball is the NCAA tournament. And I used to miss or, or I used to feel differently about this. I used to feel very strongly about the bowl system and you're going to ruin the regular season and they went to a four-team playoff, and you know what it's done? It's made it better. A, a, a playoff has made it better. I didn't think it would. I liked how every game mattered in college football. I liked how all of the rivalries really mattered. Those are all blown to smithereens right now. Like, they're all falling apart. Teams are in weird conferences, and it's already opened up into giant conferences. Rivalries are dead. All that's been killed anyway. So if all that's going to be dead, give me a tournament at the end of the day. I love the idea of a 12-team tournament, A+. I give it an A minus. I agree with you that I think having the playoff system has definitely improved college football overall. I hated the old system. I hated the days of sitting there. And if you lose one game or lose more than one game, it's like your season's over. Maybe I'll just qualify for one of these lower bowls that nobody cares about. Maybe you're playing around Christmas instead of New Year's. Like I was not a fan of that. And so I like that there's going to be more teams involved in the playoffs. I give it an A minus because the math of it is too much for me. Like, I know we're going to get to a point where we sit there with the five plus seven system and one random team. Oh, finding out who gets in. Yeah. yeah, Like we're going to sit there and it's just going to be, I I like that. It's going to be so many teams. What's going to be intriguing now is it used to be like, okay, so there'd be some major team that gets left out every year and everybody gets all mad and then everyone gets mad and holds up the SEC against the ACC and, oh, and football actually wants this conference to fail. Now it's going to be some, like, rinky-dink team yeah, that doesn't get into the 12th It's game. what it is. It's the worst thing about college. Who got snubbed? Who's the 69th team who got snubbed? It's the stupidest thing ever. Not uh, Half the teams that make the NCAA tournament suck. And so that, that's gotten too big. Maybe I would be okay with 16. I like 12 better than 16, 
because you do have to get some reward for your regular season. And rewarding those teams, giving them a bye week, I think is valuable. So I actually prefer 12 to 16. But I the the math of who gets in and who gets left out, I'm going to have to see it before I, I fully get there. I understand too. like they want to be inclusive with the Pac-12 and they want to keep conferences. I just think you're heading in an inevitable direction anyway. So we'll see how long it lasts. All right, let's get to grade number three. Number three. If you are a subscriber of AT&T today, then you uh, did not have any service at all whatsoever for the entire day, unless you were on the Wi-Fi. This initially started off uh, being blamed on a solar flare, but we're finding out now that White House National Security spokespeople are telling reporters that the FBI and Department of Homeland Security are looking into the AT&T outage grade, Mego, if you would, the 2024 AT&T solar flare outage catastrophe uh, that we experienced today. Hello. I don't even know how to grade this. I didn't know it was happening until when did it start? I because think I overnight, right? I didn't know it was happening until pretty late in the morning. I don't have AT&T. Me neither. Nobody in my house has AT&T, so I didn't know it was a thing. I saw Marloni complaining about it. I, it was the only way I knew it was I actually this was saw happening. that, too, and I was like, who even has AT&T? But it turns out Christian Arcan does. I do. Huh. So have they determined exactly what it was? No, they're looking into it. Okay, so then I get an, given an F because they can't tell if it's a solar flare or it's if it's a, a cyber attack. It's not a How solar, can a solar flare only not affect one flare. company? It's well, not a solar why flare. Why was it enough sense. that people wrote about it? It's not a solar know. flare. So, so I give it an F. So, you know, is it is it uh, some sort of like uh, a foreign nation hacking or is it is it uh, hackers looking to hold AT&T over a barrel? Many, uh, you know, giant companies have been hacked by anonymous or whomever else like i don't know who could be behind it it's not a solar flare so i'm all it's all it's an f it's not a solar flare <laughs> beyonce finally broke the internet just like in that commercial. <laughs> are you gonna Ooh, can we hear oh, beyonce's you know new what? country You're, song mego you and i are sharing a brain on this yes. i think that's please what play, happened please is, play a little bit of it in case you haven't heard beyonce's it. brand new country music like has come out. this is it. no this is a jones and mego exclusive with arcana and this I gotta, is a new one yes this is why Arcane's phone couldn't work. I'll be honest, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. Arcane, are you going to stick with AT&T? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, so I don't what, know. What I've never really had a problem with them before. What but, can't your phone do right? Uh, well, now that we're in the dungeon here, it's like no different from any other time. So I get no reception down here anyway. But I couldn't make calls. I couldn't text phone? anybody. You don't get reception down here? No. I only don't get reception in that middle studio where Ryan. If I sits. go in there, if I go in where you guys are, I get like a bar. What about where we get prepped? Nope. You get no service in there. Nothing. You get service in there? I just Wi-Fi. No. You don't? You no, have... I just use Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't have it. It's because we're 500 feet underground. Score one for the droid. I get. I don't get service in that studio. Otherwise, I get service everywhere. You can have here. a droid on AT and I know. I, I. I. don't. I happen right. to have a droid, which are you guys poo poo. Uh, but score one yeah, but for the droid. It doesn't matter if it's the droid or the iPhone. Well, we have. Well, we have. Well, that's not true because we both share the same provider, and somehow I get oh. service down there, and you don't. Oh, that's weird. So I. Uh, that is strange. Hmm. I think Beyonce needs to be investigated. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it. What actually is this? I found it on Instagram. Oh, but what is it? Is it like some AI, some AI Beyonce song? No, 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 no. There's far more creative. 
in the AI. So this is a mega. This is a mega suggestion. It's from Instagram. It's from, it's an account called I think it's called something along the lines of I ruined it. <laughs> oh, where they ruined five yeah, 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 Better. I would agree. Anthony Kiedis writes a shopping list for groceries. Stuff like that. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine. I think I just found my first dance song. That's triple play each and every day at this time. Uh, we'll continue here with all your feedback coming up. Let's get back to our big question of the day. Uh, what's your confidence level in Gerard Mayo? That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.